Thanks, Unmenacing Music. And welcome back to Matt Chat this week. And I've got formerly known and sometimes in the future to be known as Conspiracy Lee is here today as Cypress Lee. And he's going to be talking about like the pros and cons of moving to Cyprus, changing where you live, which country you want to live in, all the things that he had to go through to get there, the money that it cost him unexpectedly and the challenges that he's faced since he's been there, which is coming up for three years now. So I uh, thought that that'd be quite interesting. Maybe you don't think so, but it might be. But also I wanted to speak about, um, I had a complaint from someone in Amsterdam about uh, somebody someone saying about that Lee had said something, a Chinese name, and therefore that makes it racist. I am so sick of that shit. He just said a Chinese name when we were talking about the coronavirus a couple of weeks ago. And I've now had like a message about it that I shouldn't have things like that on my podcast or whatever. That is not racism. Sorry. It was just a bit of a laugh. Nobody was being racist. It's really annoying that people are listening to podcasts seeking offence. It's really annoying. Just for fuck's sake, stop being such little bitches about everything. This is a tough time to be in the world and there's lots of challenges. Everybody's basically under house arrest in the entire fucking world and you've got people complaining about nonsense on podcasts. People are just trying to have a light-hearted conversation and pass the time. So, you know... Amsterdam, don't listen anymore. All right, so I am going to hand it over to my interview with Lee that I was doing. And hopefully you'll enjoy it. It's quite a long interview on this one, so because me and Lee talk a lot of crap. But hopefully you'll enjoy it. Thank you very much. And Lee's here. All right, Lee? Hello, mate. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, all right, mate. How's it going over there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. We're on, we're on full lockdown, mate. Full lockdown. That's that, that's that all right. How's it going over there? Yeah, it's really good, mate. And then you just start moaning. Well, the, the one, the one, the one uh, bit of saviour is we've got a bit of sunshine. Yeah. And it's getting warmer. So we've got the patio doors open. Can sit on the balcony, chill out a little bit, but yeah. But other than that, mate, it's it's all right. Yeah, but you can't go out just the balcony for you. Ah, well, we're only allowed out once a day now. Oh yeah, yeah once a day. So what the system they got over here in Cyprus? So they've got all these different options you can you can have. So, say, for example, option six is walk your dog. Option two is uh, go do a bit of exercise or or anything like that. But when they first done the lockdown, they basically said you could every time you're going to go out, you have to text the authorities and to let them know that you're going out. So what you have to do... (laughs) Are they going to care? Lee's going out. Look around to each other. 
Yeah. He's going out again. All right, we're going to manage that. Why is he going? It's his 50th time today. Yeah. I'm not Matt Lee. Conspiracy Lee. All right. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He just talks bollocks. Yeah. (laughs) No, but what you have to do is you have to text your option with your passport number or ID card number and um, your postcode. So... If you, when you do go out and you get stopped by the police, what they do is they ask you to see your text and you have to take your passport out with you as well. You have to show your passport. If you're like more than 200 metres away from your, where you're, where you live, they tell you to go home. Or they tell you to walk. What do they get the tape measure out? (laughs) Yeah. How are they going to enforce that? Oh no. Are they going to check it? So if you said, oh, so your address will be on your ID. Yeah. All right, okay. So they'll just go, yeah. all right, his ID's over there. Is that 200 metres? What about if it's 201 metres? Fine. <laughs> I don't think they, uh, they might be a bit anal. I don't know. They're giving that fines now. They so. give you anal if you get that. As I would yeah, oh, yeah, you get, you, get, you, get, you get good anal if you. Uh, yeah. yeah. As opposed to bad anal. <laughs> What's bad anal? More than one of them, don't it? Yeah. More than one of them, mate. You get the good no, anal what... if you're 200 metres. 201 yeah. metres, bad anal. <laughs> but what happens is, when they first brought out the, the measures, the lockdown measures, it was €150 Euros fine if you get caught out without your showing a text message or having any identification on you. Now they've upped it to €300 Euros minimum and anything up to €2,000. So yesterday, my wife was out walking a dog and they stopped this person behind her and basically asked him for his ID and his text and everything. But they actually had someone else in the car as well who they've just nicked. So <laughs> they are picking up people. But if you, if you do get sent to um, the police station, if they do take you away in the car to the police station, you can get anything up to €2,000 fine. So they, the measures they put down for it are pretty tough at the moment. Yeah, but the thing is, they say, they say to you, um, you're more than 200 metres away from your house, so yeah. we're going so to take you even further away from your house to the police station. Yeah, this is, this is what I'm saying. It makes no sense. Like, um, on Monday, the president... Uh, and the Ministry of Health made a new new, amounts, new new announcement for these measures and basically said that you can only go out once a day. But what they didn't take in consideration is people with dogs, like pets. How, what, so you're going to walk your dog once a day? And I was thinking yeah. to myself, well, if my dog starts shitting in my, in my apartment, <laughs> are they going to come around and clean it up for me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, you it's, know they're it, not going to do that. No, I know they're not going to do that. But what the point I'm getting to is it, I, I got really frustrated with it and it really pissed me off to the point where I just thought to myself, do you know what? I'm going to take my dog out and if I get nicked, I get nicked. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what do they want me to do? Is, is my dog meant to shit in my ass or are they meant to shit outside? And it's like... Well, your, dog's, your dog's meant to be in the snow, like... That's, yeah, that's, I know, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they say, yeah. <laughs> two huskies. Lee's got two huskies in Cyprus. The thickest yeah. coat ever. Yeah. Fucking hell. If that was them dogs, I'd just be jumping in the swimming pool all the time. <laughs> Do you know what? When we lived in, in the hills, when we, when we was living in the, big, in the villa, 
Uh, we had a private swimming pool. And do you know what? They were so scared of the swimming pool that they didn't come anywhere near it. No. It was like up on a level, so you had to go up these stairs to get to the swimming pool. And um, every time I was in the pool, I was trying to encourage them so much to come into the pool, but they just wouldn't do it. And I thought, I'm not going to go and chuck the dog in the pool because, A, that's that's not right. You shouldn't do that. (laughs) And two, it's... Yeah, before anyone from Amsterdam complains about cruelty to animals, (laughs) he didn't do it. Yeah. Right, and it's going to scar him for life. So he's never going to get back in the swimming pool, even if I've done that. So... Yeah, so they, they just stayed away from the swimming pool. And, and the big misconception of huskies as well is, yeah, they are snow dogs and they've got long hair, but their, their, their fur actually protects them against heat and sunlight as well. So it's it's kind of a like a a coat that does two things, keeps them warm and, and also keeps them cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so how much yeah. does it cost you to get them to go over there? Huh? How much did you pay to transport them to Cyprus? Uh, around £2,000. Yeah? Yeah. More than my <laughs> ticket on a plane. And they're in the cargo. Yeah. <laughs> but that, including in that price, is a transport from your house to the airport, overnight stay, and transport from the other side, obviously, Paphos Airport to where we're still fucking expensive though yeah yeah it's really expensive it is and but the thing is it's like i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for the world i would still pay that it's because like we we haven't got any children or anything else like that so we see our our dogs as our our children shall i say that (laughs) so that would cost you that much to bring them back as well yeah it would it it would cost around around about the same price as well. But the thing is, it's not it's not the money, the flight that actually costs the money. It's the actual transporting them from the airport to and from the airport right. on either side, and the overnight stay. It's like to transport them from, say, where we lived in England to the airport that we flew. Are four hundred pounds. <laughs> it's like it's absolutely like, oh, fuck. all your savings gone on one trip. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I, was was thinking... it was, it? I bet you thought I've got a few grand, I'll be alright, and got to work for a little while. Oh, I've got to transport the dogs around skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they completely blew that out. Yeah. And as well, when we got over here, so when we got over to Cyprus, we we like you say, we saved up all all this money for for a whole year because because obviously we we decided definitely to move to cyprus um back end of 2017 i believe and it, it we 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 basically used the whole year to save a load of money up and we thought to ourselves yeah we can we can uh, relax a little bit go to the beach you know live the life of a millionaire for a little while yeah yeah so when we got here we had to buy a car mm. and cars in Cyprus are very expensive. What's going to cost you say a, th- a thousand pound in England. It's going to cost you about three to four grand in Cyprus. Right. It's because they import and export fees of cars. So, but most cars over here, like Asian or Japanese or something like this. So it's like, they're so, so expensive. And where, where obviously we had to buy an automatic as well. Um, 
it um it was even more expensive because as you know automatics are more expensive yeah, than are. the manual so does Emma only drive an automatic then? yeah yeah right. yeah because uh she'd done a knee ligament so we can she's uh, done a likely it. story yeah. yeah, it's me knee ligaments, isn't it? Can't change yeah. gear with me hand. It's me knee. So when she was doing her driving lessons, um, she obviously in a with your clutch control with your left foot, isn't it? So mm. when when she was doing the driving lessons, she she had a accident on a quad bike, and she done a she done a knee ligaments, and she had, so she had to change her car from a manual to automatic to learning. So. That's what she can only drive a automatic. Oh, right, okay. So, Got yeah. you. Yeah. I've, driven, and I've driven in Cyprus before. Yeah. Like I, I always just get a whatever bog standard shit car from the airport for it's basically yeah. next to nothing. But it's so easy driving over there because everything looks the same as here, doesn't it? Oh, like yeah, yeah. Signs same, and everything same like that. Wall, the weird thing is that whenever I, if I drive in, if I drive in America, yeah. then obviously it's all running away but it's automatic so it don't really matter but when I drive yeah. in the rest of Europe I just yeah. buy, I just get a manual and then yeah. I've got to change gear with like the the other hand and all that <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> like, what's going on <laughs> I could do an automatic in that situation yeah um, yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll get on to Cyprus obviously in a minute yeah because this is a this is a podcast about the hopes and dreams of people Yes, the hopes and dreams. A nice story. This is a podcast. This is the most non-specific podcast that there's ever been because it's sort of about people's interests and all that. But it's also about fucking ghosts and conspiracy theories and all that. What it ain't about is gardening. (laughs) I don't care if anybody thinks that's interesting. Yeah, but you said it was all about what people are interested in. I ain't interested in gardening. No, gardening. I don't care if anyone else is. <laughs> like, I want to go on that hot new fucking podcast with 10 listeners and talk about my gardening. You ain't coming on. I don't need listeners that bad. You would have my mum on. I'd have you. If it was bad gardening, oh, she, she'd love it. Yeah. Well, she, tell your mum she ain't coming on. Sorry, no. find another podcast. <laughs> I ain't talking about gardening. Or any other <laughs> wank subjects. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? I don't want to talk about that shit. Like, things that interest me are, are, are interesting. And people that have made good life choices or bad life choices or anything that's a bit of an experience that people yeah. might listen about, yeah. then I'll, I'll have a mop. But like le- learning experiences. You know, learning you know experiences, I mean? you might say, like, learning experiences. Yeah. yeah. Good or yeah. bad. Always or learning. Like, Always Every day's a school day, Matt. It's right. <laughs> so anyway, let's bitch about Corona for five minutes before we move on. Yeah, because yeah. let's you know, do that. Better than gardening. Yeah, much better than gardening. Yeah. <laughs> so what's really annoying me is the fact that I don't know. I don't know what the situation's like there, but mm. we're basically under lock and key here. Yeah. And we can't do exactly. fuck all, right? Yeah. But at the same time, they're, they're letting flights in from New York and Italy every night. So why can't that's I go not, out? Yeah, that's not really lock and key then. It's, no. it's not really lockdown. That's lock and give you the key. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's like, all I hear is like UK Radio lockdown. Go <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about Queen another day, all right? Well, I want, I want, at one point, I want one of your Queen performances on here. Yeah. Like the Tenerife. <laughs> 
the Tenerife um, Bohemian Rhapsody with the condoms on your ears. Oh yes, with with crisp crisps as my piano keys. Exactly. Yeah. What was you going to say? No, but what I'm saying is like what I'm hearing about like the UK is like UK's on lockdown and things like this, but. When you when you look at pictures on the news and things like that, and people cramming onto the tube, or you're getting all these people that are self-employed and they're they're getting on the tube. To me, that's not lockdown. That's like, yeah, we can have a partial lockdown, but we're not really yeah. going to lock it down because. Quickly remind me what I remember. Sorry, but what I remember yeah. remind me later on our ten minutes of bollocks. Yeah. About about self-employed people. Yeah. Because I got a rant. You've got a rant, have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we can rant. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah. So it's like, so they're always saying, that, yeah, keep keep two metres from people and stuff like this. But then pictures on fa- on Facebook or on the news and that, they ain't keeping two metres. No. They ain't keeping two centimetres. No. They are, honestly... They're the people at most risk. Well, those people, those people coming over on the planes to here every day, they're on a, yeah. sitting on a tube of wings all next yeah. to each other. Yeah. And they're not even exactly. getting screened going through the airport. Yeah, I yeah. can't go out. No. But this like, the there's thing. no one here. Like, I can't even go no. for a walk in the woods with nobody there. Yeah. Like the fuzz coming along and telling yeah. me to go on. And this is what they're saying to you as well. It's like they're, they're saying to you, keep away from people, keep two meters away from people. But then again, it's like again on the news that I was watching yesterday that the police actually using drones now in very rural areas, making sure people are not going out for walks yeah. in the middle of nowhere <laughs> where there's no one. Where are you going to spread it there? Like exactly. So I'm thinking to myself, right, so you, you're not allowed to be two, you've got, you're not allowed to be within two metres of someone. Mm. So if I'm in the middle of the Lake District where I have got no one around me, but I'm not allowed to do that, where is the logic in any of that? No, exactly. There's no logic. There is no logic. If they're just going to lock everything down, lock everything down. Exactly. Don't lock everyone down and say, actually, business as usual everywhere else. Yeah. Because you London, everyone's just piling into the city every day to go and do their non-essential work. Yeah. And then they're saying, why is London um, so far ahead in figures, even though it, who the fuck knows what figures are, no one's counting, but we're all pretending yeah. that we are. Yeah. Why is London so far ahead in figures than the rest of the country? Hmm. Mm. I wonder. Because the rest of the yeah. country's locked up and London's carrying on as usual. Yeah. So and, so this is go on, mate, sorry. And and they're you say that and it's like, oh yeah, but they're all in London and everyone's in London. And that's not racist Amsterdam, by the way. <laughs> Amsterdam person. I'm just saying London has got a problem because it's a fact. Yeah. Not because it's racist. You know, like Lockheed, he's ever going to come back anyway. Yeah, so it could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, go go on, Karen. Anyway, so so yeah, so I'm getting. I was saying to my wife earlier because obviously we're on lockdown. My wife is work is working from home because she's she's able to do that. So 
I'm sitting there on the internet, and I'm going on to this uh, this website called the World World of Meter. The World and World Meter. Yeah, World World Meter. Yeah. The World Meter. Parallel. The Parallel World World Meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, <laughs> see, I don't know, right? So this this world meter, I don't know if it's actually figures from the alternate universe or from here. So right, okay. no, I'm kidding. I'm actually kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. So this world meter gives you live updates on on um, in, like people getting infected by corona and dying of corona. Why are we counting? Yeah. So we, it's like, it's like looking, do you know when you, in the old days, right, you Saturday afternoon, you used to get the old uh, BBC, BBC uh, football, the Viddy printer. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. It's just like this, I'm checking it like I'm checking football scores. London, five, Bazardon, one. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at the figures. So it's saying like, UK have got like 44,000 infections and or sorry not 44,000 there's less than that but say they've got 29,000 infections and at the moment we've some have got over 2,000 deaths mm. and USA have got 188,000 infections yeah with 4,000 deaths yeah so if you take that ratio we're actually worse than the USA. <laughs> yeah, but it's not true, is it? I mean, the, the testing here is just. When you no, say we, do you mean do you mean do you mean the UK or Cyprus? UK. Right. In, stop, in stop saying we because you're Cyprus. You left us. You're a traitor. If Cyprus, my heart's always with UK. If Cyprus plays England at football, well, I know you'll be sitting there with your Cypriot flag. Yeah. So don't pretend otherwise. Yeah, come on, Anthony Giorgio, score a goal. Who? What's your, what's, your, what's your president called? Uh, I have no idea. Don't you? No. Aren't you seeing him on the news every night at the moment? Uh, Andreas, I know. He's, he, he, do you know what? He's, he don't even he don't even give uh, give announcements in English. It's all in Greek, which is rightfully so. <laughs> it's the majority of people who are exactly. do speak Greek. Yeah, but it'd be nice. It'd be nice if there is some subtitles underneath what he's saying but there isn't yeah. it's just literally in greek it's like yeah it can't be asked to translate it no. work it out for yourself yeah um <laughs> do you still but, feel like an outsider over there no do you know what right i've been treated very well by the cypriots here who i know um i've had one incident where i was on the harbour and i was on a segway yeah and I was going uh, crossing the road on my Segway, and this woman basically stopped. Obviously, if she didn't stop, she would have rammed into me. But <laughs> and she went, she goes to me, uh, "Where are you from?" I said, "England." She went, "Whereabouts in England?" And I always say London because it just makes it easier for yeah. people in other countries to to associate it. So, ah, oh, London, like that. She went, "Oh, okay, this is not London." She's gone to me. I said, I know it's not London. It definitely doesn't look like London. It's Cyprus. <laughs> but you think yeah, you suddenly Cyprus. got lost and swam for three oh, days? I don't know. I don't know. You thought you was in the Thames. Was, 
I don't know what was going on with with her, Matt, honestly. And she went, this is my country. I said, I know it's your country, and you have a very beautiful country, like that. And she's like, no, this is my country. I'm going to call the police. And I was thinking... So she was basically racist. Yeah, I was thinking, what is going on here? Do you hear that, Yeah, it's racist. Racist racist towards English, Amsterdam. Anyway, she said to me... Uh, I'm gonna call the police, and I've 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 got out of her way, and she's gone down the road, and I've I've said to my like one of my separate friends, I've gone, oh she's she just had a go at me, and he he said why? I said because I don't know. She said it was her country. He, he went, you've just uh, you've just been a victim of racism, <laughs> like that. And I was like, have I? And he said he said yes. He said you do get some people in this country that are very racist towards English. Mm. And she went. He went. Don't worry. She's stupid. Like this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> did he? Did he pop yeah. out and give her a quick IQ test before she basically <laughs> abused you then? And realised yeah. that she was actually stupid. Yeah. She couldn't but, work no, out but, on the sums on Facebook. So. <laughs> no, but the the point is, it's like I've had one incident where someone's been like not very nice, but majority of the time, people are very, very, uh, very forthcoming. Accommodating. Yeah, they always want to help you and things. So it's 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 a even nice the place. place to... Even the police stop and give you anal in the streets. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. They love they love they love a bit of anal in the streets. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of Cyprus, that's what yeah. I'm going to talk to you about. So, at what point did you decide, fuck this, I don't want to do this anymore, and I want yeah. to do something else. Like, what was yeah. it? Was it a full process of, I fucking hate this shit. What else mm. can I do? Ah, Cyprus, that's a good idea. Or was it, I really like Cyprus, I want to move to Cyprus. And then yeah. the fuck this shit after that. <laughs> well, how it all come about is obviously me, me and my wife, we got married in Cyprus back in 2013. And we um, was coming on holiday here for a couple of years before we actually got married here. So it was like, it was kind of like, if I was to move to any other country, it would have been that. But I actually um, applied for an Australian visa before we actually decided to move to Cyprus. Mm. Uh, went through all the paperwork and everything, and it took a, a good, good few weeks to get get an answer back from immigration, the Australian Im- immigration, and they actually granted me a uh, residency visa. On the basis of, obviously, a point scoring system, which was at the time was at 65, and I got 65 out of 65. Uh, What was it looking for? Basically, the big misconception of moving to Australia is everyone thinks you need a skill. Yeah, you do need a skill, but it doesn't have to necessarily be a trade. It can be something like you could say, for me, I spent a lot of, I spent uh, 19 years in the fitness industry, so it. I had 12, something like 12 years of uh, supervisory and management experience out of, that, out of all them years as well. So, because I, I was a general manager of a gym, that that gave me quite a high point scoring on the system, and also um, one of my 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 dad's side. Also, also comes from Australia, so it's like on that basis they gave me the 
the the visa. Some random that. relative came from Australia. The other extra point. Yeah, so no, it's, it's, actually, it's actually my um, my dad's mother. She was born in Melbourne. Right. Yeah. So it because you got like relatives or some like people who's actually come from Australia, then you and who are family, you get more more points. And also my mum's side as well. They moved to Australia many, many years ago and now residents of Australia, citizens. And so that went for me as well. So, But when I, when I got the news of the Australian immigration, I've come home to my wife. I said, we've been growing visas to Australia. She went, oh, I don't want to move there anymore. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, why? She went, because my mum's scared of flying and we'll never see her. And I was like, okay, I can see you. But I said, look, let's have a little think about this, not shut it shut it down yet. Let's have a think about it. You didn't. You went, for fuck's sake, I've just been fucking sorting out all this fucking paperwork. <laughs> Come on, you don't want to fucking go. Make your mind up. That's what you actually said. Well, I'm giving the, the polite version. Yeah, for the benefit of the podcast. Well, that's okay, darling, you know. Yeah. But have a little think about it. And whatever you don't want to do, we won't do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could say it went that way yeah. <laughs> yeah but no so in the end we decided not to move to australia that um that cyprus would be the, the next country that we'd move to but we decided to move to cyprus well, hang on, because... just backtrack a little bit so yeah. what was why why did, what what had you had enough of that you just decided i don't want to live here anymore it was just a, the. It, it was a combination of a couple of things. I'll tell you the first one. Um, I don't know if 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 any of my obviously you you know this or any of my other friends know this. I'm not sure, but me and my wife we was trying for a baby for a good like four years, and nothing was happening. And in the end, we we got tested. And it, it worked out that there was problems. So we went for IVF. Mm. And we had a year's worth of IVF. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out for us. It didn't work. We had IVF three times. Each one failed. And we just thought to ourselves, you know what? It's, I don't want to be in a rat race anymore. I don't want to be getting a train to London every day and, and, and you know, being out the house for, like, I don't know, 15 hours a day. Like I was, I was getting home at nine o'clock at night every night um, because I was finishing uh, in London about seven, seven thirty. Yeah. So by the time I was walking through the door, it was, it was like nine o'clock at night, and I'd done that for a, a good couple of years. And in, in the end, it, it just got to me, and I thought, uh, you know, I'm either going to die when I'm 50 of stress or so, something like this, or I can, we can make the choice to go. Not 51. Yeah, not 51. Or 49. <laughs> so, yeah. So we, we decided that um, we moved to Cyprus. So, again, it was the back end of, uh, as, did I say, 2017, 2018, something like this. How do you not know? I know. Life-changing decision, don't know when it was. I don't even know what date is, Matt. I've been, in, I've been in my apartment for God knows, like, nearly three weeks now. Yeah. I've not... I've been on lockdown for three Is that affecting your long-term memory? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> My mate actually texted gone... me the other day. He said to me, Lee, 
have you ever had a, a problem with memory loss? I went, why? He goes, because I can't even remember what I've done yesterday. I went, mm. are, are you, I said to him, are you taking the piss? Or is this legit what you're saying to me? He went, no, it's legit. He went, I can't remember what I've done yesterday. Was this conspiracy? No, this is this is fact. I wondered if he was going to say that you think they're wiping our memories or something. No, and I said to him, I went, mate, I went, you better go and see a doctor if you can't remember what you'd done yesterday. Yeah. I went, because that's not good. But you should and remember when you moved to fucking Cyprus. <laughs> I would, honestly, I'm trying to think now. you got me to think. The, we're, we're in the third year. We're in the third year. So, t- so the end of t- so you went you went around New Year time, didn't you? Yeah, I, I actually I actually was here New Year's New Year's Eve. Right, so New Year's Eve that'd have been two thousand. So it'd been two thousand, the beginning of two thousand eighteen then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So we yeah. just. Right, if, if you don't remember your life, Lee, I'll remind you of your own life. No, thank, thanks, mate. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. We saved up for a year and we can't. I just, just interview myself. Yeah. So, what did Lee move to Cyprus? Well, where it was, you know, I've left it. <laughs> Australia, no, his wife changed her mind about that. And then New Zealand, she changed her mind. Canada changed her mind and all this. And then anything there for Cyprus. So, Lee decided in uh, 2017, around Christmas, Christmas 2018, he'd move over. Yeah. Do you know so, what? We, we've actually thought about Canada. Yeah, I know. And it's like everyone does. Everyone does New Zealand potentially, and then Australia and Canada because that's that's where it takes people. Because yeah. now yeah. now we've moved to Cyprus. It's like Emma's mum has learned to fly. Like she's learned to she, on a plane. She's got a cape. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's learned like, to she's fly. Not scared to fly anymore. So all right, okay. It's like she with baby steps with her. Next next minute we'll be moving to Israel because it's another like forty minutes away. So Israel. <laughs> You go and watch that. What was that shit in the sky in Jerusalem? Oh, mate, I don't, I, I don't even know what that was. I forget who sent me that. Yeah. And uh, they went, have a look at this. And I was like, yeah. So, to anyone listening, there was a, a video that Lee sent me of like the other day of like all this weird kind of look like fireworks, didn't it, or something? Yeah. In the it's sky like, in Jerusalem. Like a beam. Like the end of days sky. Yeah. Or something like that. But yeah, it was weird. I like things yeah. like that. It, it was fucking weird. I was like, people were saying to me, what is this? I, who am I? I don't know what this You're is. You're Conspiracy it's Lee. Like, conspiracy what? Lee, yeah. I'll tell you, it's like, it, it's a Stargate. You know, yeah. if people fly well, through the well universe. What? You're well known now around the world, Lee. You're known in, you're known in Singapore, Holland, yeah. UK, Cyprus, United States. Um, Philippines, yeah, and I think there's one. Up. I can't remember what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the, the, the screenshot later to Amsterdam. show you where conspiracy league Amsterdam, obviously. You are. <laughs> yeah. I've got effigies of, of conspiracy league hanging in in Amsterdam. Yeah, everyone's throwing things at you. Like you're like Sol Campbell over there. Yeah, you, you never racist. know, mate. You could be wrong. You could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what, where was it? Before I took over your story and started reminding yeah. me when the fuck you did things. <laughs> no, so yeah, so we've been we've been in Cyprus about three years now. So the first, the, you know, when you move to a new country, it's a little bit strange at the first because obviously you adjust into their culture, which the Cypriot culture is to uh, 
eat food, drink a lot, and just relax. You know, everything can wait till tomorrow. And it, that's, and it's hard to adapt to that kind of like lifestyle because where you where in where, where you live in England there's something say breaks or something like that you're like yeah get it, we need to get it fixed now yeah. you know but in Cyprus it's like oh no my friend it can wait till tomorrow really what's and, so, if your house was flooding yeah whatever <laughs> not gonna call a plumber till tomorrow yeah it's kind of like yeah. you have to you, you have to kind of kick up a bit of a fuss in order to get stuff done straight away I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just that, you know, you, you can't fault them the way they are. It's just the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're very laid-back, friendly, nice people. Not, not to say that they can't be nasty, which they can, but it's they're more or less they're quite laid-back. They're nice people. They'll help you where, wherever they can. Uh, it's like one of my work colleagues, when, when I moved from the house in Tala, um, down to Paphos, I've literally known this separate guy for like a week. And he said to me, Lee, he goes, I've got a big truck. I could help you move your furniture for you. And I was like, oh, really? I said, do you want some money for it? He said, no, my friend. He goes, he goes you're a very nice man, Lee. He goes, I, I will help you. And I was like, brilliant. <laughs> so he, he yeah. helped me move. And I've literally known, known the guy for a week. So they do bend over backwards for you. They do help you a lot. Um, unless you unless you get pulled over by the police and then they bend yeah, you over. Yeah, get pulled over by the police. They they, they want to bum you. <laughs> <laughs> they would take you fifty miles from your house and put you in a jail yeah. for the night just because you're yeah. two miles from your house. Yeah. yeah. But no, they yeah, are carry. very they are very very relaxed here. And for anyone who's lived a life, uh, who's worked in a very high paced. Um, environment like London um, it it's, takes time to adjust to their lifestyle but yeah. I would highly recommend to anyone um, if you are thinking of moving to Cyprus if you've only been taking holidays here and, and you've got no one, you no, don't know anyone who lives here and who can give you a bit of feedback on what, what it's like here to be a resident here um, I would say just do a bit of research before you do because what you think you see as a tourist isn't necessarily what it is living are, you suggest- are you suggesting that people bring their own broom for the cats <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a lot of cats over here Matt a lot of cats for every mm. one person you've got two cats so yeah. there's just over a, a million people in Cyprus. So Did you see that, like, they reckon a cat got corona the other day. Really? Yeah, that's what they said. It's in the news, so it must be true. I, I, I don't, I don't see it. Like I've heard different things. I've heard that pets can't get it. Like yeah, that animals can get a a, a different strain of. Yeah, like, exactly. They corona. said that this cat had got corona, but it might not be the corona. Yeah, it might be a for like a different corona. Yeah, so a cold, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what I've got, I've probably yeah. got full blown worst corona ever. But I'm just so mate, fucking you probably hard. Have. Do you know what? Right, my my mate Liam, um, he, he used to live over. Here. He's gone back to the UK now, fortunately. But he went back to the UK in January. But he he flew to England for Christmas, like he does every year, to spend time with his dad. And he was really, really ill over yeah. over uh, December. 
he yeah. couldn't. He's struggling to breathe. He was. Mm. He had a bad throat. Uh, fevers. Yeah, and he said to me, "He goes, you know what, Lee? I think I've had corona." Yeah. I said, "No." Nice. Everyone thinks they've had it. Yeah. I was like, "Well, if you did have corona, you 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 live through it." I know Which a, lot, a lot, lot of people. people I know a lot of people that have, that have said the last few months they've had this thing that's ne- never been ill. Anyway, we're going back on to Corona. Like, it's so easy yeah, no, to do yeah. this because Corona yeah. is everywhere and yeah. everybody's talking about it all the time. Yeah, it's well, supposed why, to be a, a happy podcast. Yeah. Well, let's corona, talk, let's corona, talk about, let's talk about what places in the world now. you can go to catch Corona. Yeah. Cyprus. You can catch Corona over there. Yeah. You can sweep you can cats catch, up. Yeah. But the thing is, over here in Cyprus, it's like with the cat thing, it, there is a lot of cats, and I would say one of the negatives to to actually living in Cyprus is um, the empathy towards animals, so to speak. You have a lot of people over here who go out their way. There's a lot of stray cats. They call them feral cats over here, like cats, mm-hmm. obviously cats who live in the wild. Um, you get a lot of very good people who go around, like uh, one of my good friends, Cynthia. Uh, she owns a cat charity where she goes she basically what she does she uh catches spades or neuters and releases in the same area that she caught them from right. so basically what they're trying to do is stop stop cats breeding um but i've seen something i've seen, seen something because yeah. my son watches a lot cat from hell he watches my cat from hell yeah with some bloke called jackson galaxy that uh is the presenter <laughs> yeah. Right, an American bloke, and um, yeah. they they was doing a, a, a thing where everybody was doing that in America. They were just like catching cats, spayed yeah. or neutering them, releasing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do it over here, and it's like it's it's a really it's a really good thing. It's like her charity also like they go out and feed the cats, but also equally there's there's stray dogs and what one thing that absolutely because i'm i'm an animal lover through and through and what absolutely really breaks my heart is where you get you drive along the road or something but you like know that. you know i always cry when you start saying things like this yeah i'm sorry mate don't yeah. cry okay yeah <laughs> but yeah but you would see like like a, a dog that's been hit by a car or cat's been hit by a car but it's not like england where you'd see it like uh, infrequently, you see it quite frequently out here. Yeah. So the empathy towards animals out here, by a lot of people, I would say is is lacking. Um, the government are trying their best to to be better at caring for animals, um, but there there are just too many cats to to, to even. They've, I would say they they're, they're doing a good job in in actually doing this spade and neutering and and things like that. But it's a it's a big battle, and I can't yeah. see them winning it because they're no, like I'll give an ex- give an example. So like last year when I was living in Tulla, um, we had thirteen cats around our villa, thirteen, <laughs> and at least five of them cats were female who had kittens. Yeah. And each litter of kitten, you had like five or six kittens, and. Yeah. it's just like you can't keep up with it it's impossible to keep up with it but yeah maybe you but, should maybe you could start a business over there to do with like cats <laughs> and 
doing what that woman's doing. But like, yeah, I'll come with your cat problem, mate. Grander cat. <laughs> yeah, grander cat. Do you know what, right? She did, like she does such a great job. She like she people donate towards her charity, but there's sometimes where the the charity money are run low because she's she's doing so many like uh, catching and neutering these cats where she'll basically just like run out of money and start using her own money. Yeah. And it's like you just you feel for where her. these people come from. Like, I would never be passionate about anything like that. I would put my own yeah, money into and like, for no profit in the long run. I'm just, I, yeah. I respect people that do so much, but it's not me. Yeah, definitely. Far too selfish. I think, yeah, no, but I think that they're like they're retirees and people like that who who, yeah. who don't need to work and just doing something to pass the time. Yeah. But doing something that they're passionate about. Yeah. So no, it's all good. She's she's a good lady. She's a. Uh, She's always been good to me and helping me catch the cats around where I used to live and neuter them and and things like that, yeah. But that's one of the downfalls, Matt, is the empathy towards animals ain't that great. No. Um, You know, some people uh, let their dogs go for a walk on their own because they can't be bothered to go and walk their dog. Yeah, I always wonder that when I go to like these funny little islands and stuff, you see like dogs, you think, is that just a stray dog who's just wandering around? Mm. She just wouldn't see yeah. that. Anyway, yeah. uh, quickly, so talking of work, like she was saying about work she does. So yeah. as, is it easy to get jobs over there? Like have you always been working since you've been there? Did you take a bit of a break when you got there to be a bit of a beach bum? No, or... the, the first, I would say the first like three or four months when we got here, I weren't working because I wanted to relax a little bit because obviously coming from a very pressured job in London. But no, yeah. it's, it's quite easy to get a job. The Cypriots love employing uh, English people uh, because we, we like to work, yeah. so they think. <laughs> um, but yeah. no, Pretend we lot, do. Yeah, because a lot of the tourists in, in Cyprus are, are actually English. Um it's better for them to employ English people or people who can speak the English language. Um, but no, getting a job is quite easy. If you've got any sort of like catering experience, hotel experience, or even like sales or customer service experience, you'll always have a job. You'll always get yeah. a job. But most jobs you, over what, here are... What have you done there? So I first started over here doing Segway tours. So... I was uh, taking people out on a Segway, showing that, showing them the um, historical places around Paphos and things like that, telling a few jokes, just making their holiday good. Um, you know, cause, because a lot of people come to Cyprus and they stay in their hotel and they lay around their hotel, around the pool, and they don't really get to see the real Cyprus. So, yeah, so I took people around Paphos, showing them all the – beautiful historical sites, giving them a few facts about that site, about the site, sending a little story as well. And um, I could imagine you doing that. Do you know what? It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. You meet some absolute, like, funny people as well. Because it's like, they're just, once they get used to riding the Segway, they relax and they start to talk to you, and they start to, like... It, that, that was just taking a piss out of me, Matt. That was calling me... Um, <laughs> have you ever watched that programme, Benidorm? I, I think so, but I don't remember it particularly. I've seen bits of it, definitely. <laughs> that, that was calling me this character out of Benidorm, <laughs> the, the one who works in the hotel with all the spandex on. I forget right. his name there. Right. But, you yeah, that was just... 
they was just ripping the absolute piss out of me. And like we tell like cheesy jokes and they join in on the jokes and stuff like that. So I'd done that for about, I would say, just over a year. And I really, really enjoyed that. But uh, the guy who owns that company also owns like a restaurant and that. So because he knew I loved cooking, I do love cooking, he uh, said to me, oh, do you want to, do you want to go and work in the kitchen? I said, yeah. I said, I don't mind. It gives you a job in the winter as well. So, yeah. So I've, I was training a, as a chef. What about, um, really... did, you work, did you work for a hotel? And tell that story about <laughs> the tourists. <laughs> yeah, so I worked for a very uh, reputable, reputable hotel uh, company. Uh, who um, employ reps and they put them in various hotels. Yeah, so all through the training, I really enjoyed it. Uh, met loads of great people again. And I sound like uh, Trump, don't I? <laughs> great people, wonderful Yeah, people. really great. President fantastic Trump. Fantastic people. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, so I met met load of great people as well, and uh, I got placed in placed in this hotel. Uh, at first, I was really excited to go in the hotel, uh, but it was probably one of the worst jobs I've ever done in my life <laughs> because it's like I'm sure people go on holiday to moan. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm standing at like uh, one of the stories so. I'm sitting there at my desk in this hotel, just doing a bit of admin work, which I thought would, you didn't have to do with uh, being a hotel rep. She came up to me, she went, Lee, I need your help. I said, uh, what can I help you? She went, I've left my cardigan on the plane. <laughs> and, I, and I said, okay. I said, uh, what's this card, cardigan look like? She went, it's a plain black cardigan um, and it's FF. What, made, by, made by FF. <laughs> I was like, okay, no problem. I said, what I'll do is I'll call the uh, airport, I'll call, call Swissport and ask if they've uh, got anything um, in the lost property for you. So I've called them. I've done the relevant paperwork to go with it, sent it off via email. Every day of her holiday, Lee, have you found my cardigan yet? Uh, no, not yet. They've not got back to me. I'll give them a call. So I gave them a call. No, we haven't found it. Okay, could you have a look for me, please? And they said, yeah, yeah, of course you can. Just have another look. So, again, a couple of days later, Lee, have you found my cardigan yet? No. She went, why? <laughs> I said, because they can't find it. And what was going through my mind at the time when she, come out, when she was asking about a cardigan, I was thinking, for fuck's sake, they're four quid. Go <laughs> when you go back to England... Go to Tesco's and buy yourself a new one. Cool. I even felt like giving her the money to go back to buy yeah. herself a new cardigan. Perhaps she fancied you and she just wanted to talk oh. to her. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. So they're the kind of complaints you have to deal with. It it can be it can be a very good job. You do have a laugh with a lot of people. It's like the majority of people there to have a laugh and relax and everything else. But you do get your complaints that you think to yourself, oh, it's a bit ridiculous, really. Why are you, yeah. you know, why are you coming on holiday to moan? But, yeah. 
I won't say what company it's for. No. No. Are they still in business? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> kind of gives the game away, really, would not it? Well, yeah. But, you know, don't upset anyone in Amsterdam by no. saying anything particular. No. They, they, they might work for this company in Amsterdam. You never, you I never do. Know. Seem to be yeah. eternally offended by nonsense. Yeah. So. But you never know. We could be wrong. So it could be. So <laughs> um, what are like your? Because I, I I could talk for another half an hour about you've been there a while. We've only just about got there. This story yeah, because no, we talked yeah. so much bollocks before. <clears throat> yeah, this but, could um, be part one, Mark. Part, this could be part. part this could be part one. Yeah. And if no one listens, there won't be a part two. Yeah. But your future plans, what are you going to do? Um, so with all this coronavirus and everything else is going on, it's like before this even come along, we, we was, we, we're I'm in an hour in at the moment. We don't quite know what we're going to do. Um, stay here or go or, you know. It, the thing is, Lee, you, you'll sort it all out. Put the dogs on the fly and everything like that. Get all the paper. Yeah. Then say, say to them, we're going back to English. I don't want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could always happen. Yeah. Well, we 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 even said we even said it's like if we if we do decide to go back to England, um, what we do is we get the dogs on a we because Emma Emma's brother she she uh said that they'll have the dogs until we if we want to come home until we come home. So we said we'll put the dogs on a flight. We'll get them home, and we'll just take our time just chill out a little bit because yeah. obviously having pets and everything is a bit of a tie you can't really yeah, do is. things you can't go out for hours on end because no. obviously you've got to get home for the dogs to give them a walk or let them out for a wee or something like this but no <clears throat> but future plans i do you know what i've got a lot going on in my head at the moment with with what i want to do um i was only speaking to someone the other day about this coronavirus and basically what it's what it's probably making a lot of people do is reevaluate what's important yeah. to them and things like that. So, um, I like I kind of know what's important to me. It's like my friends and family, and I do yeah. miss them. So, is a there's a real big uh, yeah. thing of going home at the moment. So, so do, yeah. so do you? So to anyone listening, yeah, do you recommend? moving out there or would you recommend extended holiday more like or is there things that like you would warn against I, I would say it's like if you can spend six months of the year out here if you if you've got the ability to do that if you've got the financial capability of say coming out here for six months to cyprus going back to england in the winter because i'll be very honest with you winters in cyprus ain't everything everyone seems it to be the winters have got very very bad it's like the rain you, yeah. you could have rain for like four or five days on the trot yeah. like heavy heavy rain they're not that it's not a it's not a winter destination anymore no. it's like late november december january february are the rainy season normally march as well we have a bit of rain in march um, but it's not a winter destination. It's not somewhere you go for a bit of winter sun. Um, if you want winter sun, go Tenerife. Yeah. <laughs> but Cyprus. Club Bonanza. Yeah, yeah, Bonanza. Bonanza. But, yeah. Well, Ocean View. 
Oh. No, no. Um, so if you can spend six months a year out here in the summer, then go for it. Do it. You'll have a great time. But if you... Um, so you'd recommend it as like a summer, like someone that's sort of retired or something to go yeah. there and spend the whole summer out there. It's lovely. But yeah. winter, no This point. end in Paphos is, is very much a retiree place. Yeah. Very much. It's not... If you're going to come out and work out here, I would say expect to work six days a week for very, very low money. The average right. wage here is like seven fifty, eight hundred euros a month at best. It's not a lot. It's a big problem, isn't it? When you're yeah. still like, when you're not in your retirement funds and yeah. you're still trying to make a life. Exactly. And also, if you're if you're on your own as well, the rents here have gone up significantly. Um, yeah. They're not they're not cheap anymore. If a one a one bedroom apartment easily is going to be four fifty a month, easy. And if you're earning seven fifty a month, every two months you get you get your utility bills coming. That could be another hundred and fifty, two hundred euros on top. Yeah. So to be honest with you, unless you're going to be a waiter where you're going to get three, four hundred euros tips a month, uh, anything else is isn't great. Want you a waiter? If you can spit, ah. Want you a waiter? Weren't I a waiter? Why ain't you? I couldn't. I can't be asked with people's um, shit attitude. I'll just rather be locked away somewhere where I can't see them. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm behind the scenes cooking it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I've got to deal with anything. Trust, trust to me, the chef. Yeah, a kitchen is very a very high pressured place to work. In. Yeah, very high is pressured. It? Yeah, is it like what you see on Gordon Ramsay and all that. It's not quite that bad, you know. If you've got a chef who's going to be shouting in your ear every ten minutes, start calling you a wanker and a, and a and a and a fucker or something like that, then I can't see anyone taking that. They'll just walk no. out. I wouldn't Close take line. it. I leave. I leave a walk out or walk out nothing. The head chef. Walk out like Dean Brown. Walk yeah, out like after clothesline yeah. from heaven. Yeah, but no. Other than that, it's like if if you can speak Greek then you've got an advantage because you can do other jobs like office jobs and things like that, which involve Greek companies and Greek people. But if you can't speak Greek, then you're going to just going to be, uh, resided to working in the tourist industry. Yeah. Which is very low pay. I went for a a spa manager's job here, uh, in the, the top hotel in Paphos. And now we're offering, a uh, thousand euros a month right. spa manager that's yeah. that's managing a gym a yeah. spa uh hairdressers nail salon everything hairdressers yeah everything it's for, for a grand a month for a grand a month and i thought he, the, the money does not reflect the kind no, of stress exactly. that you're going to be putting yourself home that. no yeah, exactly. you've got way up in you yeah so no but it, I would say that's a big, big red flag. That is, you're going to yeah. work six days a week for very little money, and if you if you're living on your own, then you're going to struggle. Yeah. If you've only got one wage coming in, but again, everyone to their own. You're more than welcome so, to come and try it. Basically, so, Lee's advice: if you're over eighty, go for it. Yeah. If you're under eighty, don't. Yeah. Unless you want to work. 60 hours a week for 7p. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, I spoke to someone on one of the expat pages because she was saying, oh, well, me, and my, me and my husband are thinking of moving over with our two children, blah, blah. And I asked her the question. I said, have you only ever been on holiday here in Cyprus? And she said, yes. And I said, well, do, do the biggest tip I can give you is do a bit of research. Are you going to be working? If so, um, like, have you weighed up your finances before you move out? Um, if not, then you're going to be fine. If you can live off money that, say, well, if you can live off money you got saved up, then the fair play, yeah, you've got a lot of money yeah. saved up. You know, I, I won't, I won't hide anything from anyone. Me and my wife took out here about sixteen thousand pound, yeah, um, and that lasted not even six months. Yeah. So it it, it, it goes. It honestly goes. But um, yeah, but if you if you love Cyprus, give it a go. If you don't, then stay where you are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for that insight into Cyprus. Yeah. Now we're gonna do. Now we're gonna do like something. Just called ten minutes of bollocks. Yeah. Me and Lee are gonna talk. So we're gonna pick a topic of some description or many topics and just yeah. talk bollocks just about. Just talk bollocks. It's just talk because, absolute bollocks. Because basically everything's a bit too serious at the moment. So yeah. What do you want to talk about, Lee? Uh. Everything, everything, people, everything. Yeah. <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> Matt, you know, you know, wrestling's one of our, our one of our biggest passions in life. I, I ain't even, I ain't even got um, any sports channels anymore to see that show. Oh yeah. Uh, Why? Because. They're not worth... Ain't got, got a WWE network? No. Um, Tony gave me his password for that years ago. Yeah. And I looked at it a couple of times for the old shit. Yeah. But I, I can't stomach any of that new stuff. Oh, no. It's, it's, do you know what? It's, it's gone so PG now. It's gone so, like, uh, so PC as, as a... Uh, the only best way I can put it is... They would say, they would say like uh, balls to you instead of bollocks or <laughs> and stuff to that things like this. They they try and keep it on it like really downplay it, and I'm sure the wrestling has just got worse. Well, it's like it's just got more and more fake. I used to love it, but like I yeah. just can't. Every time I've tried to watch it, even over the last couple of years, I'm just like, what is this shit? Like it's it's almost like it doesn't know what it wants to be anymore. No. Everyone's always looked at it and thought this is a load of shit, but it's funny. The characters are funny. The stuff they're saying is entertaining. There's no but, real characters anymore. There's no like back in the day where, where where we used to be really into it, like Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, and that. You know, they were really solid in their characters and who they wanted to be and what they wanted to put themselves across as either. As I think they do it like a TV heel. show now, don't they? Like everyone's yeah, script. Oh, to speak of. It's like the Royal Rumble, right? Brock Lesnar. He comes he comes down. He literally like throws about ten people over the ropes in in a space of like three minutes. That is shit. And I think and I'm thinking, is this all the fucking shit that they've got to got like 
going to create for these people? Because it's it's like the 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 imagination going into it now is just absolutely shit. Like when when it was WWF and you had the old. I know. Just quick, that wait. Well, I've just thought of something. Yeah. Are they doing it in front of no crowd at the moment? That's right. Yeah. Which is really. Someone was telling me that there's no. They're still bothering doing it in front of no crowd, and because it's obviously bullshit. Um, yeah. When they have adverts, they just all stop and sort of walk yeah, around until the adverts come back. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> What's the they do. do you know what really done it for me? And I thought to myself, I can't watch this in, with no crowd anymore. Like Stone Cold was due to go and roar, and he's come down the aisle. He's gone in. He's doing well up with this, aren't you? Yeah, it, I love it, Matt. I love I love wrestling, right? Because. I have this hope of one day that wrestling is going to go back to the way it was. <coughs> Sorry, I think I've got a uh, corona. Corona, I'm not sure. It's slipped uh, into every conversation, doesn't it? I know. Sorry. Um, yeah. So Stone Cold's come down the aisle, right? There's no crowd, and do you know when he gets, <laughs> he goes to each corner of the ring yeah. and stands up and, and puts his middle finger out. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing that still. And I was thinking, no one's reacting to you, Stone Cold. No one is in the crowd reacting. <laughs> they don't know what else to do, I suppose, do they? It's like, it's like, it's like well, you just come down and do nothing. Yeah, it's things, it's things that Miles said to me, rightly, when you go down the aisle, you've still got to do what you do when you go in the ring. I say, no, Vince. There's no fucking <laughs> crowd. I am going to go down the aisle, right? I'm going to go in the ring. Whoever's in the ring, I'm going to talk bollocks to for a five-minute segment. And then I'm going to do a move or something or do something and then walk back out without yeah. any reaction. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any special, like go to the top of the ramp and just uh, stick my two middle fingers up no. because there's no crowd to, to react to it. I'd want at least, I'd want at least you to be there to laugh at what I was doing. Like, yeah, I would. <laughs> I, I would sneak in. I'd be like, I, I don't I, care about I, the crowd. Just put, just put Lee there, and then when I stop doing lips and shit, I can at least get some reaction. Yeah. But do you know what I would do, Matt? I would still go up to the ticket office and say, uh, yeah, one ticket for Raw tonight, please. Yeah, uh, there's no crowd. <laughs> ticket office, yeah. okay. Social distancing. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah, so that's what they're doing, and it's like, I just think to myself, look, just give everyone a rest, right? Yeah. They've probably got injuries coming out their fucking eyebrows. Give them a rest. Oh, eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> that thing, everything always comes out of your eyebrows, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Give them a rest. Let them heal. <laughs> Fucking injuries coming out of their eyebrows. <laughs> Do you like how I was trying to get over that bit then? You what? I was trying to get past that bit then. Do you like it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 it's like I could read, I could read you like a book. It's like when yeah. I say something, I think, shit, why did I just yeah. say that? Because I know that. he's going to react to it. See, yeah. I should be a wrestler, Matt. Should. Because I'm going to react On the topic, because this 10 minutes is going pretty quick. So on the topic of, and I'm, and I'm starving, I'll go have some dinner. On yeah. the topic of sports slash ish sports, football, yeah. what do you yeah. reckon they should do about that this year? Uh, I think they should just uh, finish it where it is. Um, no. 
because no, Liverpool would win the league. That'd be hilarious if they didn't win the league, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know it would be. I know it would, but also it'll be like, it'll years. great uproar and for years yeah, and that okay. we're gonna get we're Arsenal gonna get all these league. Liverpool fans Irrelevant. say, "Oh yeah, we should have won the league." Yeah, but it's funny, isn't it? It'd yeah. be even funnier if they were still unbeaten and then this I happens. just can't be arsed with them. No. So you think they should finish it and then use the European spaces should be where they are, relegation yeah. where it is. That's harsh. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm a Spurs fan and we're having the most shittest season. I'm an Arsenal but, fan, we're having the worst season. Yeah, but but, I, still, I still think it's harsh. Like It's harsh for the relegated team to lose so much money and they've got an opportunity to climb out of the zone there. Yeah. It, when you put it that way, yeah, I, I see what you mean. I, I can understand. But... What are we going to do? We, or should we... they should they restart it and then just have the seasons now play through summer and ready for the next World Cup or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, that would be a better option. Just restart it. Yeah. Because then, then yeah, but then Liverpool again won't win the league, will they? And we get all these scouts saying like, oh, yeah, but we should have won the league. How frustrated you was if that was Tottenham? How frustrated would you be? No I'll be mega frustrated. 61, and then they're finally yeah. going to piss it, and it's like, no, you're not. Season's over. Don't win anything. Yeah, but but the thing is, mate, we had the opportunity to win the league when Leicester won it. Yeah, I know. And we uh, we threw bottled that it. out of the window. Yeah, we literally like let we that one go. As well. We bottled that. We beat Leicester twice that season, Arsenal. Yeah. And uh, we when we beat them the second time, I thought, yes, we're going to win the league, and then we just threw it away again. And then Spurs yeah. came along, threw it away, and Leicester won the league. Leicester won the league. I know it's crazy, isn't it? It's mad. Yeah, I don't really know what really know what they should do. I I think because they don't know anything about when this is all going to end, this coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, they're probably they're probably you know, Liverpool got European cups coming out their eyebrows, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 More trophies. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I mention anything to Liverpool, (laughs) every time I mention anything, no, but the thing is, six times. But the thing is, Matt, again, it goes with sports and this, this whole coronavirus thing is boxing. Like, they've got these, these big fights lined up, like Joshua Pulev, you know, uh, Dubois versus Joe Joyce and stuff like that. Dubois, for me, out of all the um, boxing fights that are lined up, for me, it's not anti Joshua Pulev, it's Dubois versus Joyce. You know, because they're both up and coming heavyweights. When's, but when's but when's boxing gonna like? They, there's no point in arranging any fights, is there? Because no one. No, there gonna... isn't. But Eddie Hearn was saying about doing it behind closed doors. Yeah, but where's the money in that though? Like, there's other no than the money in it, is there? Yeah, you get pay per view, but like. It's a weird world, isn't it? At the moment, you can't oh. really like, you can't really talk about anything or make any plans. I'm sitting there trying to yeah, sport. There's no sport to talk about. No. What can no. we talk about? Oh, this is, that's all you're going to talk about. Yeah. Right, I'm going to have to wrap this up anyway. We can do boxing on another day if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, man. Boxing event would be a good one, actually. I love that. It's one of my Boxing League. Though. Yeah, Boxing League, not Conspiracy League. <laughs> Let's change my name in every, every subject. <laughs> every subject. Yeah. All right, I'm going to close this down. This is going to be a long podcast, but I ain't oh. editing none of that shit. So hopefully, <laughs> no, hopefully nobody in Amsterdam got offended by that. And, um, no. Thanks sorry, for coming on. Thanks yeah, for coming on and speaking about your speaking about your life. No your, worries, uh, mate. Your Cypriot no dream. And then oh, um, yeah. Corona slips it in there again, but at least I can put it yeah. in the title of 
So let's get some hits. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. Thanks, oh, mate. No worries, mate. Speak to you soon. Well, there was Lee talking about all of his uh, Cypriot adventures so far and his plans for the future and hopefully giving you a bit of an insight if you're thinking of maybe emigrating in the future and what you may need to consider, etc. Thanks for that, Lee. You'll be seeing a lot more of Lee on this podcast because he's one of my good mates and he's always got something interesting to say. Or maybe you're thinking, no, he ain't, but (laughs) I think he has and that's all that matters really, isn't it? Um, I just wanted like to say because I said earlier when I was talking to Lee that I needed a rant about self-employed people at the moment, and I didn't do it because like time got away with us. And uh, I just wanted to say I've got nothing against self-employed people. Self-employed people, big respect to self-employed people. I ain't got the courage to be self-employed. I'm employed, and you know they do a good job. They take a big risks, work for themselves. Etc. But what's been annoying me this week has been the self-employed people that they're they're basically getting their wages covered by the UK government up to eighty percent of their wages based on their last year's salary of being self-employed, and now they're all complaining that that's not enough. That's not enough. I need you know you're you're keeping me in. I need to work and all this kind of stuff. Respect to self-employed people. Don't get pissed off if you're self-employed, but you know what I'm going to say is true. Self-employed people, if you declared everything you earned and didn't avoid paying your tax, then you would be able to claim a lot more money from the government. Because you only declare a little bit of what you earn, you've now got 80% of what you've declared and you have yourselves to blame. I ain't saying I wouldn't do it. You probably all do it. But... Not that I'm admitting to tax fraud, because I'm not self-employed. But I understand why people do it. But if you're going to do it, you've got to take the rough with the smooth. And basically, if you're not going to declare your money, and then something like this happens, don't expect the government to somehow guess what you actually earn and pay you that instead. Because it just doesn't work like that. Declare everything, or don't declare everything, but live with the consequences. And don't complain. Because you're getting something and you're not at work. So, here you go. That's what I wanted to say. Anybody got any feedback? I'm sure probably Amsterdam's going to come back at me with that one. It's racist or something. Whatever. But that's my opinion. And that's correct. And for those of you that don't fiddle your taxes and 80% isn't enough, completely understand. But for those of you that do and don't declare half of what you earn... And then you basically complaining that you don't earn enough this year from the, the last couple of months from the government because everybody's not paying you enough. Whatever. No sympathy whatsoever. But yeah, that was what I wanted to say about that. And another thing I wanted to say. At the moment, it's really quite difficult to make these podcasts because there's so much crap going on. Everybody's obsessed with corona. Nobody really is wants to talk about anything else or do anything else. That's quite difficult to um, get in contact with people that have, that have not just messed up and can't find the spare time. So everybody's like holed up with families and whatever and they're just doing things 
catching up on like DIY and whatever things like that and they haven't really got the, the, the peaceful time to kind of sit around and talk about other hobbies and interests they've got um, so it's quite difficult to make podcasts at the moment for me anyway it's fairly new I've got some decent ones lined up for the future um, just when time permits so just bear with me I know like the purpose of this podcast was supposed to be like all different unexplained and all that kind of thing and it still is still will get there but I'm trying to cover the topics that we've said we was going to cover and uh I just it's just quite difficult to get some recordings under the belt because people are just nobody's thinking about stuff like that at the moment everybody's just stressed about the future and money and trying to make ends meet and worrying about stuff so it's kind of taken over everybody's consuming everybody's thoughts at the moment the, coronavirus the coronavirus crisis so uh yeah but hopefully things will normalize and we'll all get back to normal and we can start doing some good interviews on it with some interesting people okay right well thanks for listening this week and uh see you in about a week i ain't gonna say when try and do them on mondays but today's wednesday so hopefully we'll just be within a week and we'll have another one up Thanks for listening. Cheers. And I'll see you later.